Welcome everybody to Draycott Diaries Christmas Special. I'm excited about this programme because it was a wonderful revisitation of last year. I spoke to most of the contributors I interviewed and asked them about what their fantasy Christmas would be. And there were some very interesting stories to be told. Also, we are now being listened to worldwide, which is very exciting. So I got some of our international listeners to also wish you a happy Christmas. Right, off we go. Right, well I'm here today with the, my very, very wonderful singing teacher, because we've just been singing carols, haven't we, We Kate, have in indeed. the Centre. So Kate Lynch, we spoke earlier in the year, you are my choir teacher. I am still. And you are still, still. my choir teacher, and I hope you will continue to be next year as we're closing down for All Christmas. Right. And I know you need to go now, so I'm going to ask you three quick questions right. for our Draycott Diaries Fantasy Christmas. Ooh. Yes. You've got a stocking, but this is a magic stocking. And a bad fairy in the night has been in and taken out the tangerine. But while you're recovering from the shock, a good fairy has come in and replaced it with a different food stuff. In fact, not only is it a different food stuff, but it is your favourite food stuff. Now this stocking is magical. It can have anything sloppy in it because it will stay fresh forever. So fill your boots, literally fill your stocking. What would it be? Well, I have to, I mean, I'm allowed, uh, can I have a gin? Can I have a bottle of gin in there? <laughs> or does it have to be food? I think a bottle of gin is inspirational. And do you know, frankly, that would be the, the bottle I want. Lovely. Yeah. And I'd like a, I'd, some sort of interesting gin. I, I particularly like the pepper one. So a pepper, peppercorn gin would be quite nice. I think so. And because this is Christmas, I think you can have a selection of gins. And <gasps> I can be whatever. Really? Oh, it's getting better and better. A selection and an of gin. Supply. But obviously I would need some food to soak up the, the okay. gin. Okay. Um, well... You can have food, but I think because I've given you endless gin, we're gonna. You're just gonna have to buy your own. Food, okay, frankly. that's fine. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'm happy with that. But Kate, oh, hark! What is that? I hear a knock at your door. Knock, knock. Now, Kate, there's a mystery guest at your <gasps> door. Who would be the person that you would most like to have join you at your Christmas table this year? Because I'm assuming it's you and the family. Yes, it is me and the family. So, oh, who would join us? Well, do, I've often often pondered this question it's like that sort of so who you would you have a dinner positive. party <laughs> I think I would quite I'm very into watching QI at the moment that's my go-to for sort of relaxing and just a really good entertainment program so I think I'd probably ask Sandy Toxford because I think oh, she's uh, just brilliant. brilliant and I think she'd have wonderful tales to tell and would be great, great entertainment over the Christmas dinner she's got a very similar sense of humour to you yes as well. and she's short like me so there we go we well, like, have us, fight. like us so Kate it's pretty good. Your stocking's full of gin. You've got Sandy at your table. The meal is cooked. But, oh, Sandy has bought you a gift. Now, she's left it underneath your Christmas tree. So, Kate, go into the sitting room and unwrap that present, and it could be anything that you want in the world. What would that Christmas present be that Sandy Tonsfig has bought you? Do you know, my ultimate Christmas present, I think, is always having time, time to spend with my family, is my biggest one. But if I get off the cheesy one... 
I would love to be able to go and see more theatrical shows. I'd love to be able to go up to London, or not even London, uh, you know, Bristol, and go and watch more musicals, because, as we all know, they are not a cheap option. They're not a cheap hobby, but there are so many big-name shows I would like to go and see. So I, I would love... Um, theatre tokens or even better unlimited access to theatre tokens so I could go and see the new shows that come out. I think out. you're the most demanding person <laughs> I've had since I've started. You wanted an endless budget. No, okay, seriously. This present under your tree gives you unlimited musicals in the West End, wherever, where you deserve it. And may I, on behalf of Draco Daris, wish you a very, very happy Christmas. Thank you, Tiggy, and a very happy Christmas to you too. So, this afternoon I'm with Rob Perkins, journalist extraordinaire, who I, um, I'd like to say interviewed, I, I hate that word, we had a chat earlier in the year, didn't we, Rob? We did, yeah. And you've had a good year with Valley Life? Yeah, it's uh, now on issue number 40. So that's three and a half years going and uh, people beginning to come to me and recognise it as a brand in itself, which is good. Well, that's fantastic. Well, that's good for all of us, isn't it? But what we're really here for is welcome to Draycott Diaries Christmas Fantasy Special, where I'm going to ask you three questions, which I'm asking all of the lovely contributors of help with Draycott Diaries this year. You have a magic stocking, Rob Perkins. You're very lucky. Unfortunately, a fairy has been in in the night and has taken your tangerine, which I don't know about you, is my favourite bit of the stocking, and sadly has removed it in the night. But the good thing is good fairy has then replaced this bad fairy and has put in there a foodstuff of your dreams. And this stocking, it's a very clean stocking. And even if you put in any foodstuff, it's going to stay protected and clean and you can eat it at any time you like. So what would be in the toe of your stocking? Well... I don't eat a great deal of meat, but I do eat a great deal of fish. And so my, my foodstuff of choice would be a fish, and in particular, sea bass, cooked in a particular way where just the skin that's left on the fillet is just crispy enough mm. to make your mouth water before you even eat it. And the flesh is, well, probably the best tasting flesh, I think, of any fish. Hopefully it won't be too smelly in a stocking. No, it won't smell because this stocking is a magic stocking. That sea bass will be perfect. It will retain that perfect crisp and that lovely white flesh inside. So you've got that. Now, you're going downstairs now and sitting at your Christmas table. Who's going to be around your Christmas table this year, for example? My wife will be there. Anne, my two children will be there. But pride of pace, at the head of the table, opposite me, will be the hero that was mine when I was growing up. It's Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Oh, you see, you've jumped ahead here, because I was going to say to you, there is going to be a mystery guest at your table, and I preempted it, and he's already there, which is absolutely fine. So you've got your family there, and you already have your mystery fantasy Christmas guest, which is, in this case, is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. But you've always been a fan, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And now is... he's actually sitting at your Christmas table. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I won't no. ask him to sing for his dinner. I but, think not. Uh, the reason he's such a hero of mine is that he's, he's able to put into words in songs what everybody else is, is feeling but can't actually put into words. People just think he writes about cars and, uh, you know, a working class life. But I think he's a lot deeper than that. And... I think the fact that you know several presidents have um, 
used him as the soundtrack of their presidencies in in the state shows that he's got a deeper connection than just you know somebody who writes songs. I agree, and I think he's a very good guest choice. Okay, well, one other thing that has happened is that while you've been cooking, he's popped into your to your probably your sitting room or your Christmas trees, and he's given you a present, and it's a present of your choice. It could be anything you want to to be. So. What present might Bruce Springsteen bring you this year? Well, I'd hope he'd bring me and my wife uh, tickets to revisit a place we went to earlier in the year. We went to Cuba, spent a few days in Havana, but then went to this fantastic rural retreat almost called Vinales. It is the most spectacular landscape you you could ever imagine because it's almost alien-like. Uh, we have Nyland Hill here just on the outskirts of Draycott. And if you can imagine geographic entities like that, but only three times as tall, covered in lush green vegetation, dotted around a valley that goes on for about six or seven miles, and the land between all these hill hillsides, which are, they're known as the Mongotis, is some of the most fertile land on the island where they grow the best tobacco leaves which are used in what everybody knows as the Cuban, um, Cuban, Cuban cigar. cigars. Wow. Uh, but it is the most relaxing place we, me and my wife have ever been to and we would just love to go back there again. So if Bruce can organise that for me, I'd be uh, even more in his, um, eternally grateful to him. Well, I had a word with Bruce. Um, the tickets are there, they're under your tree. Uh, but as another little extra treat, he's uh, made sure that obviously it's first class all the way. <laughs> and he's also invited you when you finished your holiday in Cuba to go over to his and he's going to give you your own private concert. Well, that really will be a dream come true for me. Thank you very much. Well, happy Christmas from Dracos yes. Diaries. Thank you so much for your contribution this year, Rob. Well, it's a very happy Christmas to Rachel Chard, who's come in for a cuppa on her way to the shop, because Rachel's been one of the steering group of this fantastic community shop. So, Rachel, thank you for popping okay. in. It's lovely to see you. Now, just to remind our listeners, of, of which we have many now, all across the world, Rachel. Never. We're big in America and oh, yeah. Taiwan. Wow. <laughs> and there's two that are non-geographically um, placed. So uh, my editor, Rob, and I think they're in the space station. OK, so that, that's possibly where they I are. Think yeah, they are. We're Satellite. big. Yeah. We're big. Yeah. Now, Nyla Manor, I know you call it a B&B, but would you describe to us again what it is? What is the fundamental job of Nyla Manor? Well, um, initially uh, it was going to be a wedding venue. Uh, but after a few weddings, we've decided to stick with the B&B, do a couple of weddings a year um, and have um, small events uh, such as we have the wine fair, uh, we have the Christmas. And it is this beautiful house mm -hmm. that, that, that sits, doesn't it, at the foot of the Mendip Yes, Hills. yes. I mean, it's, it's quite substantial. It's lovely, yeah. It fits just nicely in the Mendips, yeah. And do you call yourself Lady of the Manor? I do occasionally, yes. We call you Lady of the Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rachel, this is the Draycott Diaries Christmas special, okay. but it's a fantasy Christmas. Ooh, yeah. So this means that you can go into your own la-la land. Oh, I love going there. Well, let's go. <laughs>
Right, Rachel, it's Christmas morning. Right. You're waking up and rather gloriously, you've got the whole house to yourself <gasps> at yes. the moment. Yes. And at the end of your glorious bed, you have got a stocking. But I have bad news, Rachel. Ooh. A bad fairy has been in the night and they have removed the tangerine. It's been replaced, though, with your favourite food stuff. Mm. So what would that be if another good fairy yeah. came in and replaced it? I am going to be very boring and say chocolate. I cannot survive the day without chocolate. Milk chocolate. I've just been to the Lindt factory in, in Germany. That was heaven. So I'm, a, I'm sorry, it would be chocolate. I don't know why you're apologising, <laughs> because I'm amazed chocolate hasn't come up before, actually. Mm, yeah, um, secret. The other good thing about the stocking, I would say it's, it just keeps giving oh, the wow. stocking, and it's antibacterial, and you can keep your chocolates in there, and it, you know, basically it just keeps giving you. Rachel, we need to go downstairs now. Now right. the house is waking up, right. and we're going into um, your fabulous dining room. And round the table, you've got all your family. So how many is 15. that? Fifteen. 15. 15 this year. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be lovely. And Dad's bought a £26 turkey. Oh. Um, so I don't think he realises how big that's going to be. So we might have to get a spit somewhere and yes. roast it. <laughs> I mean, that does go with the old Nile and Manor theme, doesn't it? And you being ladies Grand. and man. I do think your turkey should be on a spit. This is good, though, mm -hmm. because oh. Oh, Rachel... I hear somebody coming up your fabulous drive. Oh, my goodness. But they're not coming up in a car. They're coming on a horse. <laughs> Sounds like they have quite a lot of attendants with them. Oh, and I can hear some horns blowing. But I can hear particularly heavy footsteps. And here they come, and it's up to your front door, and it's knock, knock, knock. Please get to the front door, Rachel, and right. tell me who would be your fantasy guest, because oh. I have a clue about this, which is why I've given this a yes. bit of a lead-up. Yes, well, my fantasy guest would be Henry VIII, without his wives, just him on his own. Briefly, is he just been an interesting character? I love the Tudor period, mm. love it. I love reading about all his antics and his heroism and his, you know, he was just so severe, wasn't he, and everything he did, and cruel. Not, not a particularly nice man, but... Maybe he was. Maybe we've just judged him in the wrong light. So it would be that. nice to see the, hear the truth from him, see it what would. went on. And I think when he sits at the table, uh, I think... What know, a figure he'd, he'd He would there. be great for I mean, that £26 turkey is just going to be a star for the anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to go for more birds. Bigger <laughs> yes. spits. Yeah, swan. Yeah. But Henry is so grateful mm. that he's bought you a gift. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's underneath the tree looks quite big from here so would you like to go with Henry and open that present and tell us what it is because this is going to be your fantasy present okay so my fantasy present would be a cello I would love to have learnt a musical instrument and gone around the world playing in orchestras and just having a wonderful time playing music oh, that's what I'd like that's wonderful <laughs> because you don't have to learn this cello. You, the gift oh. that Henry has given you is that you... Oh, I can play straight away. You play, and not only oh. do you play straight away, but, I mean, you are not Yehudi Menuhin, because I know you play the violin, but you're that standard. I mean, yes. you are an international success. Oh, that would be just amazing. And a surprise. Yes. Since yeah. you've never played an instrument <laughs> in your life. <laughs> so we should oh, really look forward to that. Yes. Oh, Rachel, that just sounds... Yeah, that would be ideal, Chocolate, it? Henry VIII. It's never going to happen, though. Actually, who 
knows? <laughs> Who knows? Never say never. Well, Rachel, can I say on behalf of Draycott Diaries to thank you so much right. for coming and talking to us today about your Christmas. And may uh, myself and all our listeners and everybody who works on Draycott Diaries very hard, uh, may we all wish you a very happy Christmas and a new year. Thank you, Tiggy, and to you and your girls. Shall we just say the girls are dogs? Yes. Just in case there's any confusion. Yeah. <laughs> happy Christmas. And to you. Well, here I am back with the wonderful Diane David Ginger, who were my very first contributors to Draycott Diaries. So thank you both so much for having me back. Now we're going to go straight in and I'm going to ask you some Christmassy questions. So are you both ready? Hopefully. Yes, David, are yes, you ready? I'm ready. Yes, okay. I'm... Are you both in the Christmas mood? Getting there, but Christmas when you're farming is, is always a bit, well, very enjoyable. But you've always got to get your work done first before you enjoy your Christmas. Of course you have, and I, I understand that. Well, then you deserve what's going to happen, because Santa has just come down your chimney, and he has uh, noticed that both of you have stockings. But also, something has happened in the night whereby a naughty fairy has been in and has gone down into your stocking and has removed the tangerine or the nuts from the toe of your stocking. That is in some ways a bad thing, but in some ways it's a good thing because it gets replaced by the food stuff of your choice. So, David, I'm going to ask you first. So if your tangerine and nuts were removed and this was a magic stocking, what would you put in your stocking toe? I've been thinking about it. My favourite Christmas treat would be, be my mother-in-law's sherry trifle. She always, every Christmas, made the most superb sherry trifle and it was always to the same recipe and always well loaded with Bristol cream sherry. It went very well with Christmas pudding and everything else was very traditional but the sherry trifle was certainly top of my list. Sherry trifle is in the toe of your stocking. Thank you very much. And dye, what would be in the, your toe of your stocking? I would love a creme caramel. Just simple as that. Simple, simple. Simple cream caramel. Mm -hmm. There it is in your stocking, wobbling. Wobbly Good. ready for your Christmas day. Now we have to move on. Your Christmas table this year, it's just going to be the two of you, am I right, and a friend of yours from down the That's road? That's right. Yes, it's going to be um, Brian, who lives in the next door village. Great. And he is a very close friend of ours. Oh, well, that'll be lovely. But, oh, what is this I hear? Knock, knock, knock. There is a surprise guest. Oh, no, I'm wrong. There's two surprise guests at your door. There's one each. Let's go for Di first this time. Di, who would be your mystery guest to come and sit with you at your well, Christmas table? My mystery guest would be Paul McCartney. Um, and you've met Paul. I have met him. I actually climbed down a drain pipe and climbed out in the middle of the night to actually meet him and got his signature. I oh. got into trouble because I was supposed to be in bed at boarding school. Mixing with Paul McCartney and, <laughs> and Freddie and the, and the Dreamers. Dreamers. So now we go to uh, David. Who would your mystery guest be? Well, I, would, I think I would like Isambard Kingdom Brunel mm. because I'd, I've always admired him for his extraordinary ability of building things. In, before his time, if he wanted to build it, he would and made a, make a success of it. I've always admired people who were clever at what they did and well before his time. 
Well, both Paul McCartney and Isabel Brunel are now sitting around a table. But both of them, um, and I think they got together, I saw them both talking in a corner, they both got together and decided they're going to give you a Christmas present. And they have wrapped it and it's underneath the tree. So that present can be anything you want to be. So what is that present going to be? Well, we have thought about it very carefully. We'd like very much to have a stay at a very nice seaside hotel, possibly in Jersey, which I have a lot of uh, boyhood memories of. I went to Jersey a lot to see some relations who live there. And um, beautiful seaside hotel, which, got, which would have a fantastic spa. So we, both Di and I can enjoy a some sort of treat and mine would be I think a seaside wrap which I have enjoyed before and got on very well with. Do you mean a seaside wrap or do you mean sea, seaweed? Sea, I am sorry a seaweed wrap of course. I'm Both thinking. sound lovely but I was <laughs> grinning to myself actually because I was thinking actually that is the perfect present for two hard-working farmers so I think uh, a seaside resort <laughs> relaxed somewhere at a beautiful hotel could not be a better present for two amazing people so can I just wish both of you a very happy Christmas from Draycott Diaries thank you thank you very we much we wish you a happy Christmas yes, too we wish you and your lovely dog the most happy Christmas thank you right here I am back at Julia Garrett's Sadler's so, yeah. Julia, good to see you. And you? I know there's an addition to the family since I last came. Yes. Um, and that is... Terry. Is he a new man in your life? <laughs> He's a Texel. What sort of Texel is he? A blue Texel sheep. Well, a ram. Well, he's a ram. I've yeah, seen him and he's huge. Anyway, so Julia and Sam, very happy Christmas to you from Draycott Diaries. Thank you. And to you? I'm going to ask you three Christmas questions. I'm assuming as a child you had a stocking. Oh, yes, always had a stocking. Did you? Well, you've still got a stocking in the Draycott Diaries fantasy scenario. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, somebody's been in in the night and stolen the tangerine from the toe of your stocking. that that was the main part, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But while you're wrestling with your disappointment, the good fairies come in and it has replaced it with your most favourite foodstuffs. But this fairy is so giving that in your case, she's allowing you two things because both of your things are quite small. So what would they be, Julia? Well, the first one as a a luxury yummy would be Thornton's Millionaire Shortbread. They're lovely. They're a real treat, aren't they? They are delicious. Are you talking about those little little squares? Mm. I think I'd want to. You meant to only have one, but you don't, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I noticed that there's a little side gift as well. Can you talk us through that? Oh, some really, I do love nice perfume. And why is perfume <clears throat> particularly special for you as a gift? I can't wear it in day-to-day life with my job. It's just not fair on the animals when you're with them, working with the animals. Horses day-to-day, you go into different environments, so they've got to smell you as a bit of a natural entity rather than flowery and... Yeah. That's interesting. So that's known in the horse world, is it, that you don't yeah, wear perfume? Yeah, well, especially as saddlers, you know, you're around them, you're, you know, working all the way around them, so they've got to be comfy. Your natural smell, really. Well, fantastic. Mm. Well, your naturally smelling has now gone and you are now <laughs> smelling of a very exciting perfume. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Oh, what is this I hear? It's somebody knocking at your door. 
Goodness me, who could that be? I don't know. Right. Oh, who's that at the door? Who's that at the door? Who would be your mystery guest, guest rather, that you'd like to have at your oh, Christmas table? Mr David Bowie. Oh. Mm. So, hello David. Hello David, sit down. I mean, you're not going to be too awestruck that you won't eat your Christmas dinner. No. <laughs> Nothing will keep me away from food. He's always but been a big fan. You've always been a big fan of Bowie. I just Bowie, like him. You? I just like the whole thing about him. He's changed his himself. You know, he changed his everything every few years just to work with where he was in his life. I just think he's an amazing man. Yeah, and he's so glamorous. He's so glamorous. Can I say? I think that's just a brilliant choice. Yeah. Okay, now David has bought you a gift, and it's underneath your Christmas tree. As we speak. So, Julia, go and open that gift and tell me what's in it. Because I know it's going to be the gift of your choice. Oh! Oh, I did the sound effects for that. Is that good? <laughs> Very oh, good. Look at this gift. What is it, Julia? I don't know. What did we decide? <laughs> well, as it's anything and it's going to last, can be I anything. thought something bottled of um, the bottled of African sunshine and that smell of the bush in the morning. Wouldn't oh. that be lovely to wake up to every day? Because you could go down and open the bottle. Open the bottle and just take a bit of sunshine. Oh. Wow. Well, Julia, can I just say on behalf of Draycott Diaries, uh, we'd like to thank you both and wish you a very happy Christmas. Good luck with all your charity events in the new year. And I hope you have a raucous <laughs> and fun. Happy Christmas. With David Bowie. Fantastic. Thank you, and to you and all your listeners. <laughs> Good morning, Ian McLaughlin. Good morning, Tiggy. Ian McLaughlin, just to remind everybody, is our very wonderful postman hat. Last time we met, it was the hottest day of the year, and now it's getting pretty chilly. It is. It's uh, certainly quite a lot cooler than the last time we chatted. Ian, you've got up, it's Christmas morning, it's lovely and snowy, and Sandy and the rest of your family are making their way over to what you call the big house. It is one of your family houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like you <laughs> have many, but I know what you mean. It was yes. one. It's one of the larger of the houses where all your relatives tend to all yes. meet together. Absolutely. And there's going to be 13 of you sitting down to Christmas of your extended family, plus, I believe, a new addition... That will be um, my granddaughter. Um, I've been, we have been blessed with uh, the new arrival of a granddaughter, Philippa Grace. Um, Ooh, so a proper baby at Christmas. Uh, absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, Ian, we must move on. It's Christmas Day. You've still got a bit of work to do. Luckily, um, there doesn't seem to be any traffic around, so you bomb into your head office in Cheddar. It's snowy, as mm. I said. There isn't a tyre mark or a footprint. And you go into the office... Mm. And they're lying on the table, which is normally covered in mail. It's completely empty except for a stocking. And it has your name on it. And in, in that stocking can be any foodstuff of your choice. Um, I do give a caveat that it's a magic stocking. So it doesn't matter if it's sloppy or whether it's not going to go off. It'll stay fresh and you can eat it at any time. So I would suggest that you open your stocking now and find out what it is. It would have to be my mother's bread pudding. It was the substance that I grew up with and um, grew myself, two brothers and a sister up. And it was the most remarkable foodstuff, or at least to me it was in my childhood growing up. And loved the taste of it 
and I knew that whenever I came home of an afternoon after school that there would be bread pudding lurking somewhere in the house and if I just took the time to sniff it out a couple of slices of this would sustain me for what seemed like forever. It was most just the most remarkable food stuff or certainly was for me as a child growing up and I miss it. It's yours. Absolutely. Not only is it yours but you're going to have a never-ending supply of it Wonderful. at Christmas. Wonderful. And very important to say it is your mother's this is going to be the very one that your mother cooked you. Okay, so we have to get on. It's Christmas Day. You need to get on because you've got to go back for lunch with your lovely family. You Today you're on foot because uh, it's too snowy, <clears throat> uh, but you are just gliding along and the f- snow is fresh on the ground. Nobody's been out of their houses yet. It's Christmas mornings. There's that lovely chill in the air. You see a beautiful house ahead of you. You haven't seen it before in Draycott. And you notice in your, your sack that specifically there is a letter for this very house. So you go up to the door and you knock on the door. This person who's going to open the door is your mystery guest. I'm opening the door for you in and who is standing there? I think he's probably going to be more surprised than what I am um, at the sight of snow, but it would be Nelson Mandela. Does he have a lovely welcoming face? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was very difficult not to warm to his face. Um, he had the sort of smile um, and demeanour that would have melted uh, even the toughest of, uh, of hearts. I think so many people would like to have met Nelson Mandela. Absolutely. Well, in our fantasy, he is there and you'll met him and he thanks you for the letter. And then he says to you, can I walk with you and have Christmas lunch with you and your, your extended family and your new grandchild? And I'm hoping you're going to say... Absolutely. It would be a, a great honour and a privilege to, to walk alongside him. Well, the nice thing is that you, you don't go in the van and the snow is quite heavy. So you walk and you walk uh, from Draycott to Cheddar, where your home is, and you walk along that lovely back road where it's all sort of tree-lined. And in that time, you have a, a really wonderful conversation mm. with a very special man. You invite Nelson in. But he says to you, Ian, I've got a really, really special present for you. Will you come into the other room? So what, can you tell us the story from there? What happens when Nelson takes you into your sitting room where your Christmas tree is? Um, I've always thought that he was a man of many uh, wonderful characteristics. You wouldn't have expected it quite so readily from a man who'd been jailed for 27 years to come out and be quite so forgiving and, and loving and such a wonderful uh, reconciliator. Those characteristics uh, are the gifts that he shared with so many others and and I've seen them break down some of the toughest uh, um, right-wing Afrikaners um, and reduced grown men to tears um, um, with his love and his graciousness. So his um, skills as a reconciliator would be the best gift that, that I could receive from someone like that. So the gift is reconciliation? Reconciliation, yes. That's wonderful. Then how will you use that? That's the beauty of a gift like that, um, is it's not something that you keep for yourself. I find it easier to give rather than to receive. So receiving the wisdom behind such character traits would be a wonderful thing in order to be able to share with others and to help reconcile others one to the other. Um, in, in, in my daily job, um, it's probably a noble thought, as I mentioned a little while back, to want to save the world. But it makes more sense to me um, to want to perhaps reconcile differences, um, maybe one doorstep at a time, because that's what I do as a postman, is visiting one doorstep at a time. 
I know, Ian, you've got to get off on your round. I can see by the sack on the floor, you've got a lot of letters to deliver. And I know our listeners will all want to say to, to you and all your team and the Postal Service, thank you so much for looking after our village so well this year. And may I, on behalf of Draycott Diaries, wish you, Ian, your family and your very beautiful new grandchild a very happy Christmas. Tiggy, thank you. Um, and uh, I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish you all a great and wonderful and very Merry Christmas. So thank you for taking time to talk to me. In your own language, say Happy Christmas. And now in English? Merry Christmas. Could you say Happy Christmas in your language? Joyeux uh, Noël. And now in English? Happy Christmas. Could you say Happy Christmas? In your language. Ah, happy Christmas. Ah, joyeux Noël. <laughs> Thank you. Lovely to meet you. Uh, okay. Now you, my friend. Yeah, I'll do the nice landing. Okay, and Viking. Yeah, that's the same one. Claire de la Thank you so much to everybody who participated and shared their Christmas stories with us. It was a real privilege. Now, I feel it's only fair that I have my three wishes, which I'm going to tell you. They are homemade lemon meringue pie would be my food. My mystery guest would be Kate Eady, the foreign correspondent. And an electric car would be my mystery gift so that I can go anywhere I want. I mustn't forget to thank a few people. Firstly, I'd like to thank Rob Elliott, my editor. I would then like to thank my brother, Hugh Chathown, who arranged music, and everybody who has participated in Draycott Diaries this year. A very happy Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everyone.